Good evening. This is the third episode of this podcast, and this one is entitled Grandpa Joe. It um, took a little while for me to whittle down the details that I want to share about my Grandpa Joe to those of you who are listening, which hopefully are the grandchildren, um, my family, those who are friends, and those who are just curious to know about um, an enormous energy in my life. Grandpa Joe was huge to me, and I tell this to my listeners as a granddaughter confident of his love for me. The good book says, grandchildren are a gift from God. And Jose Ruben Garcia lived his life out loud and controversial. I looked up the word contra. It means to do the opposite of what's expected. Every impactful leader is a controversial character. Grandpa Joe was and is the glue to many parts of the Garcia family. Grandpa Joe is one of 13 siblings, and his nickname was Wedo, which means pale, light-skinned. My nickname is Weta. Joe Garcia was born to a very attractive Mexican woman. She passed away too soon in her mid-40s to breast cancer, and she still had young children at home. My great-grandfather Adrian was a lean, mean, ruddy-skinned, red-haired, blue-eyed German. I learned he did not speak many words, and he did not smile, and laughter was not known of him. But Grandpa Joe, as a young man, was a pachuco. This is worthy of Googling. Pachuco is a type of fancy Latino that prided himself in how he dressed. He wore zoot suits, fancy shoes, a chain that swung across his hips from his belt to his pocket. His hair was deep, dark brown, a perfected pompadour that stayed in place for many years with just the help of a little bit of Vaseline. Wero, Grandpa Joe, served in the Navy, and after a general discharge, he moved to Los Angeles, California. Once he established himself as a furniture maker for Anderson Furniture Company, he sent for his bride, Margie Apodaca, from El Paso, Texas. They settled in La Puente, La Puente is in East Los Angeles. Soon, their first child, who is my dad and your great-grandfather Henry, was born, and this is in 1950. Grandpa Henry was born at the City of Angels. This building is still there, but it's no longer a hospital. It's a missionary headquarters. Let me tell you, Grandpa Joe's term of endearment for me was Little Witch. When he called me this Little Witch, I stood taller, I smiled bigger. He was acknowledging the power in me to bewitch him. 
Listen, my little people, you all know that if you ask Grandma D for most anything, I would usually say yes, as long as it was not dangerous, rebellious, or reckless. But remarkably, my Grandpa Joe knew how to get his power back. He did this by calling each one of us grandchildren to our faces his favorite. Being told you were the favorite caused instant better behavior. There was constant controversy and argument among my siblings and cousins about just who was the favorite. When I came into the world, my grandparents lived in Lancaster, California, in a beige adobe house with pink undertones. An adobe house is a style of home with Spanish and Native American influences. It had a flat red tiled roof, smooth stucco fra- frame. Um, it didn't have any right angles, just curves on top and at the entry. Inside this small adobe house were white plastered walls, one main bath with two bedrooms located on each side of that hallway. The third and largest room was right across the family room and it had a quarter bath. That meant it just had a toilet and a sink. There was an arch entry into the prettiest room of all. This is the dining room and this dining room hosted family, friends, and clergymen at its table. Inside this dining room was a slender door on the um, swinging hinge. So, and it had a porthole on top that led into the gallery kitchen. It was called a galley kitchen because it's slender with a design much like a galley kitchen found on a ship. On the other side of the straight shot was the other swinging door that led into the utility room, the only other exit door on this small adobe house. So if you stood in the narrow kitchen with both doors swung shut, it was the most private room minus the bathrooms. My earliest memory of Grandpa Joe is him in this galley kitchen standing alone and practicing his sermons. I remember it was a warm time of year because my sister and I were there on Cedar Street being babysat while both my parents went out to do construction work. We were told to leave Grandpa alone. Well, you know, little people get bored and curious at the same time. So, first... I snuck underneath the dining table, and this was usually covered low-hanging lace tablecloth with another lower-hanging vinyl plastic. And when nobody was paying attention, I crawled to the kitchen's galley door and pushed it open enough for a gap to peek in on Grandpa Joe. There he stood tall and sure at the kitchen sink in front of the large sunny window, the light spilling on his face and chest, and to me, he looked like he was glowing. 
He was speaking out loud to the trees and birds outside that kitchen window. He was speaking in Spanish. It was a talk that moved up and down, smooth and raised, with pause and go. He would look down and then up, and while he practiced his talk, he seemed to be explaining. He was teaching. This was his sacred place for practicing for the next day's Sunday sermon for the Spanish Mass. The little adobe house on Cedar Street no longer exists. But Sacred Heart Catholic Church and Parochial School is still there in Lancaster, California on Cedar Street. Grandpa Joe was one of the deacons for our parish. I know then that Grandpa Joe knew I was there at the door being nosy. Because when he was done, he would walk to the door and he waited for that little gap to close. That was me scooting backwards. And then he would peek over the porthole of that door window to make sure the threshold was clear for him to walk through into the dining room. When he walked through, he looked at me sitting on that floor and say, what are you doing? He never waited for an answer. He was just letting me know he didn't mind me watching. Years later, the summer I turned 15 and had not completed my confirmation with the Catholic Church because I had questions, I had complaints, I had excuses. And when I directed these questions, complaints, and excuses to my devout aunt or religious grandmother, I was assigned to sit with my grandfather. I understand now that it was not because he was a deacon by this time of many years for Sacred Heart Catholic Church and our parish, but because he was a reader. So I want to share with you, my little people, never forget, readers are leaders. Education doesn't end with a certificate and a ceremony. Education is lifelong. Stay curious. Read the stuff that will create for you a beautiful mosaic of views. Then practice thinking. Think for yourself. The best gift Grandpa Joe gave to me is this question. Why do you think that? Grandpa Joe challenged this girl, who's now a grandma. I was a good girl and a good grades getter. And he always challenged me to think for myself. Determine why I believed one way or another way. So on the summer day, after Grandpa Joe's study time, I took my 15-year-old self and presented the question, which was more of a complaint, about the rosary. Grandpa Joe went through the long history of the Roman Catholic Church, the direct conversation between Jesus and St. Peter, the Vatican, the clergy setup, Spanish conquests, of the Pacific coasts and the missions, 
He explained how important the rosary was in the evangelizing of the Native Mexicans and Native Americans because they could not read. So these beads on the rosary and charms and prayer chants taught them the sacraments of the Catholic doctrine. The rosary taught them how to meditate on the mystery of Jesus the Christ's sacrifice for all sinners. After Grandpa Joe's demonstration and teaching into the early evening, I had one question. And when I asked it, I knew by his surprised reaction that I had asked well, thoughtfully. When he laughed out loud and sat back in his chair and called me, you little witch, I delighted him and class was over. My one question was, Grandpa Joe, why didn't the missionaries just teach the Indians how to read? He knew the answer and so do I. Please hear this from your grandmother. Learn to love to read. That's worth me saying one more time. Learn to love to read. Because the most important person you will lead is yourself. Grandpa Joe was an enormous energy in my life. And... I'm sure I will share many funny stories and ponderous stories in podcasts to come. I look forward to still introducing to you my grandma Margie, who's still alive today at 88 years young, my father, Grandpa Henry, my mother, Grandma Carmen, and then unfolding all kinds of fun stories about our family and our family's history. I love you all. Good night and be well.